Hi friends, welcome to Happily Even After. I'm Life Coach Jen, a certified life coach that specializes in relationships. I'm a mom of four awesome kids and one amazing son-in-law, a home decorator, a remodeler, a shopper, a scrabbler, and a snuggler. I want to help you with your relationships, mainly the relationship you have with yourself, your family, and God. Thanks for listening and letting me share the tools I have learned that can help you live happily, even after some of life's greatest challenges. Hey friends, welcome to today's podcast. Um, Today I'm going to talk about a subject called codependency. And you may have heard it, you may have not. It's kind of a new term for me. And I'm going to talk about it in relation to like a marriage, um, but you could be codependent in a lot of different relationships with your parents. And a lot of times this happens and starts in your own family, like when you were a little kid is when you learn codependency. And it's not to blame like, oh, my husband was (laughs) in a codependent family, therefore he brought this terrible thing into our marriage. That's not the purpose. I really believe that knowledge is power. And I was clueless that I was in a codependent marriage. But once I started learning about it, I was like, oh, yes. And I for sure take ownership in that. And there are definite things that I did. I don't know if I was in a codependent family. I'm not sure you know, which one came first, if it just started in my marriage, I don't know. And I don't think that matters to figure out necessarily, unless there's trauma there and other things that you think will be helpful. But you for sure, if you have a codependent marriage, and I think a lot of people and especially religious couples can be codependent. And there is some healthy, like you don't want to be totally independent in your marriage. You definitely want to have some overlap. But when you're overlapping all of it, and um, so anyways, I'm going to explain what it is, but also I really want to explain the nine needs that all human beings have so that you can see like how you could get out of this cycle in your marriage because it's totally doable and you can create the marriage that you want and maybe seeing or hearing some of these things. You can be like, oh, that's interesting. I want to work on that particular thing and change that. So this is work for you to do, um, not for you to say, hey, husband, hey, wife, you need to change this. That's not what I'm saying. This is for you to look inside of you and see how have you contributed to codependency in your relationship. So codependency, what, what is your motive for doing things? When you use the people, places, and things to regulate and help you feel better and not experience negative emotions. So when you're using everyone outside of you to manage your emotions, that is codependency. Um, when you have to regulate yourself by taking care of someone else. And I loved this example that I heard in a podcast, and it's like a duck. Like, everything looks fine on top of the water. The duck's just, like, hanging out, chilling. But his legs are moving a million miles per hour. They're going super fast just to keep him afloat. And that is what codependency feels like and looks like. You're trying so hard to manage everyone else to meet their needs, and you're not even meeting your own needs. And we repeat 
what we don't repair, which I love that. So if you see or feel or think, wow, I think I have some codependency in my relationship, you're going to just continue the path and teach this to your children. So I've really been focused on my kids to helping them repair this part of me that I didn't even know was there so that they don't repeat this in their own marriages and throughout their own life. So I just think it's so important when you know that this is an issue. Um, And there's so many podcasts and books out there that you can read about codependency. So I'm just touching the surface. But What I really want to focus on are what needs we have and how this looks in codependency and how you can change this. So we all have a need to belong. And I think if you're in a codependent relationship, you're focused more on helping your spouse or your other person belong or your kids, like getting them into all the activities and all the things. And I can totally see a lot of women, we do this. It's like, okay, our kids are involved in like 20 different activities. They're meeting their needs. They're, you know, expanding their talents. And then we're at home not even doing anything. We're doing laundry and dishes, right? So I think finding, it is so important as adults, you need to find where you belong. Find a safe space. Find an activity, a hobby. Find something that you belong. It's okay and really a need that we all have. So it's great that you're putting your kids in activities. But what about you? Make sure you include yourself in that scenario. So what do you like to do? Maybe you want to take piano lessons or dance or read a book. I've been, um, I recently, a few years ago, um, joined a mastermind and That was so huge for me because I've never allowed myself, unless it was a church activity, but I feel like those count, but not really. Um, But this mastermind, it just was so, I'm like, wow, I'm a group of women. They don't go to my church. They're not in my neighborhood. Well, they, they go to my church, but not my ward. Anyways, but it just was so powerful for me to be a part of something that wasn't like, you know... I felt mandatory or that I should go to. It was a want. And so finding that and finding a way to belong is so important. And then look at your life and see like, oh, yeah, no wonder I feel a little out of balance because everyone else is doing something and then we don't have any time or money left for me. And that's not okay and not healthy. The second need is purpose. So finding a purpose. What makes your heart come alive? It could be volunteering, um, finding a job, um, a relationship. There are so many ways that you can find purpose. I know for me, so years ago, I graduated from BYU in fashion merchandising. And I worked retail a little bit for a few years and then um, I had babies and I even at one point I started a school uniform business but in 2019 I just really thought I want to get a job and so I got a job at a retail store in City Creek and that job even though I was only working like 12 hours a week gave me so much purpose I felt like my own person again like I had something just for me. And that was so important to me. So 
finding something. It could be anything. Volunteering. I love to volunteer and to donate and to be a part of things. But figuring what that is for you, it could be super small or a lot bigger. That's not the point. It's if it brings your soul alive and it gives you um, meaning to your life. The next thing is trust. Now, in my life, trust has been a huge issue for me. And I've always tried to trust, find trust in my life, in my marriage. And that was not working for me because there wasn't trust there. So that's when learning to trust myself and really, that's the most important person you need to trust is trusting yourself. And sometimes we aren't really trustworthy either. We're not predictable. We're not consistent. We do things that really are against our values. So pay attention to that and try to become the most trustworthy person that you know. Also, finding people in your life that you can trust, a friend, a therapist, if it isn't your spouse, finding other people that are trustworthy in your life. We need that as humans. We need to have people in our lives as well as ourselves that we can trust. The fourth need is safety. So it is so important. I don't think people don't understand like, well, you're safe, right? Like you live in a house. But when you don't feel safe, when your nervous system feels threatened, or like someone's harming you, even though they're not physically harming you, they're emotionally harming you, that is very unsettling. You need to make sure that your environment, that you feel safe. And if you can't feel safe, what boundaries do you need to create in your life to feel safe? So it's so important. And in a codependent relationship, you're focused on more the other person than yourself. You're like, I can be I can feel unsafe, but oh, as long as they're getting their needs met, it's okay. And that's not a good way to go. So it's so important to feel safety. The fifth need that all humans have is connection. And we need physical, emotional, and spiritual connection. And if you're not in a relationship and you can't get that from other people, how can you get that from yourself? But even physical connection, you know, shake someone's hand, give someone a hug, make sure that's comfortable for them, but find ways, go get a massage. Um, There's lots of ways to meet that need for yourself. Emotional connection, find people that can, you know, like to talk about the same things you do that have interests, read a book, um, have a conversation with someone. Even if you're just talking to someone at the grocery store, you can have some sort of connection on a, not a super deep level, but at least some sort of connection with someone else. Um, A spiritual connection. Say your prayers, meditate, go to church. You can meet that need for yourself, but make sure you're meeting it for you and not just meeting it for everyone else but you. Having autonomy is huge. That's number six. You're free to move. It's like you're free to move um, throughout the cabin. Like the seatbelts are off. Everyone is allowed to get up and walk around. We need to have that freedom. Um, A lot of times I think this is one that gets hard in a marriage and especially a codependent marriage is that you don't have that freedom because you're always worried about, okay, what's the other person thinking, feeling, or, 
you know, are they going to allow me to do this? But it's so important to have that autonomy that you feel like you can do and say what you want to say, that you're allowed to have an opinion and voice your concern or your idea, and you're not going to get judged or, you know, told you're silly or whatever. Um, And then taking time to, you know, be by yourself, be alone, Um, spend that time, even if it's just 10 minutes a day, just having a moment to just be you, figure out what you want, you know, create a to-do list or read a book, anything you want, but just taking that time to be, not have anyone else grabbing on you. That's hard when you have little kids, but just have that space to be yourself. The next one is respect. Respect is so important. You have to respect yourself, but having other people in your life that respect you, and if they don't respect you, figure out, do you want people in your life that don't respect you? I'm guessing no. And we shouldn't. If you want to have a healthy relationship, um, we need to have respect. And creating that respect is so important. And respect with people's religious views and spiritual views. If you have, you know, family gatherings, creating respect for other people's sexuality or whatever that they're dealing with. Be the person that someone could come to you and have that um, knowledge that you're going to respect them regardless of if they have the same belief as you do. Number eight is self-expression. So, kind of like respect, but being able to share your views and your personality. Like, I think for me, I hid myself a lot. I didn't feel like, I didn't live my full potential because I was always trying to manage someone else and figure that out. But self-expression is so important. And I can see that now, that not having fear or Know that you're going to be shamed or anything like that. You're going to be safe to express yourself. You're going to be able to express your views and your thoughts. And someone on the other end that you're sharing that with is going to accept and at least listen to you. They might not agree with you, and that's okay. But finding those people and really being that person for yourself that you can have the confidence to share that with. The last one is play. Play is so important, and I've really been trying to embrace this recently. Finding things that in your childhood that you loved doing. I always loved ballet and um, reading. I've really been thinking about reading a lot because I used to love to read books, and now I'm like, I struggle because I sit down and I get super anxious, and I'm like, I don't have time to read. My mind wanders, but I'm really going to work on that because I really used to really enjoy it. And even though that's not necessarily maybe what you think of when you think of play, but for me, that's like a de-stressor, a something enjoyable. It's just reading for fun. But finding ways in your life that you can be creative and spontaneous, that's one reason I love traveling so much is because you just put all your problems and worries behind and you go to this amazing new country or beach or wherever you're traveling to just even a new state and you do things out of the ordinary that you're not used to doing so 
these nine things are needs that we all have. But when you're in a codependent relationship, you're focused on meeting the needs for the people in your life and not yourself. So pay attention. Like, are my needs getting met? And am I trying to manipulate someone else to meet my needs? Or am I meeting my needs? Because that's when it's unhealthy, right? So even if you're like, okay, there's four of these that I need to work on, just choose one that like, how can I be better at not worrying so much if my spouse has that need met for him, but how can I meet this need for me? They'll have to figure out on their own how to meet their need. It's not my job to meet their need. So hopefully this helps. Again, I think knowledge and learning about codependency because I think it's a lot more prevalent in our marriages and our relationships than we realize. And so having a healthy, happy relationship has some interdependence. There are, of course, you want to depend on each other, but it's not you're each choosing to meet your own needs and then coming together. Anyways, thanks for listening. Have an awesome day. If you want to learn how to live happily even after, sign up for my email at lifecoachjen.com. Follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Happily Even After Podcast. Let's work together to create your happily even after.